everyone! Welcome to episode 34 of Dragonfire Books. It's almost the end of Pride Month. Um, it's the day before the last day of Pride Month. So when this episode is released, it'll probably be like sometime in July. But like, we really wanted to get this done. And so I'm here with the Spice Drops. We are going to be talking about... And me. And me. And you. <laughs> but, like, and, and so we're going to be talking about Heartstopper and the Osmanverse in general. For those of you who do not know, Heartstopper is a graphic novel series that started out as a webcomic by Alice Osman. It was recently made into a Netflix series by the same name, which was released on April 22nd of this year. So I watched it probably like mm-hmm. three or four days before it came after it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friends also really like it, and so it's fun that I can share that with them. Alice Osman wrote the show and she also created the graphic novels and the webcomic. So she also wrote a lot of novels and two novellas. So I read all of her books. Mm-hmm. Um, including the novellas and the graphic novel series. So, here we go. The first thing we're going to talk about is... So, I think I'm going to go in chronological order. Um, we're going to start out with Solitaire, which is my favorite Alice Oseman book. So, I've already read it a few times. It's about Tori Spring, who in Heartstopper is Charlie, one of the main characters, older sister. It's kind of clear the entire book that Tori has some mental health problems as in like she just she's very I don't really know how to put this but she's like she's really pessimistic and um she just doesn't have a lot of confidence in herself and generally in anything is the rest of her personality sort of what's portrayed in the Heartstopper n- yeah graphic she's really, novels she's and really, she's really, like, de- she's snarky, really like deadpan and snarky totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. but and, loves charlie deeply yeah like, she really loves her brother which mm-hmm. is a really good aspect of her character mm-hmm. and they have a really good sibling relationship which yeah which is good i mean i saw that facial expression you're still pretty young, your siblings are still pretty young, and those relationships, those one-of-a-kind relationships that you have with them, are, they're, they're going to evolve over time. But Try anyway, the orange spice drops. These are delicious. They are? Mm-hmm. I think they're my favorite. I think they're clove. They're good. They're really good. They're good. Um, so Solitaire, is, is it, it's all from Tori's perspective, and, and what, what is it about? So what Solitaire is about is that it takes place between... Like, like towards the middle of volume four of Heartstopper, which is the most recent Heartstopper graphic novel, there will be a volume five, and it's unclear whether it'll be continued after that, but the show... Uh, okay, I'll talk about the show <laughs> at, like, the end, because I could, like, talk forever about the show, but, um... Okay, so Tori goes to Higgs, which in the Osmanverse is the alternative school to True Home School for Boys. However, both schools accept boys and girls into... The sixth form, which is some European, like, I think the last two years of... It's, like, equivalent to the end of high school here. Yeah, I don't uh-huh. I don't really know what the European education system... <laughs> oh, speaking of that, it was really weird because I was reading A Good Girl's Guide to Murder 
that series and did you read that series i just realized that toby is reading one of those in heartstopper is that i know i know i didn't realize is that what made you pick that well that's um, so funny i didn't know what made you choose that and then i was like of course toby (laughs) yeah we went to ruby's books in old Folsom, and uh it was there and i was like oh my gosh and then (laughs) what i also got there was one of us is lying which Mm. a friend of mine recommended it to Mm -hmm. me and I had really high expectations. I actually had higher expectations than A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Mm-hmm. But this particular friend of mine is not a huge reader. So if they loved it, it was worth their time. If they loved it, then it, then it was yeah. worth their time. So, But, like, I... I don't know. It's just, I read it, and I just didn't like it. I got bored really quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the premise of that book is that, like, this kid, this high school kid, Simon, dies in detention. It's like, he got... He had peanut allergies, apparently, and, like, somehow... He got, he had an allergic reaction and they like, and it's like one of us is lying, but it ends up not being any of the kids. So what's so the point? It was point the allergy, the, not a person that killed him? No, but they think they're blaming it on someone like how, because there were no peanuts in the room. So, um, oh. like the whole premise is like, which one of the other kids in detention did it? But like, it ends up not being any of the other kids in detention. And so like... The title is a bit misleading, and I honestly, just the book was just meh. I, think, I honestly liked A Girl's Guide to Murder way better. Am I wrong, or are one or both of those being made into something for TV? One of them was already one of them was already a TV show on Peacock, and mm-hmm. the other one, I don't know. I think that one's One of Us Is Dead or something, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but um, anyway. Okay, so back to solitaire. So yeah, it's solitaire. like she's in. She's at Higgs. Yeah, which is short for Harvey Green School for Girls. Okay. And I read this book for the first time. I was like, wow, this is really good. Because, what? okay, so what happened was that I read all the other ones later because I really loved the character of Tori in both Heartstopper and the Heartstopper Netflix show. And, like, I just really loved that character. And um, so I really wanted to save that one for last and, like, draw it out. But I read it so fast because I loved <laughs> the book so much. And, like... I'm on, like, the fifth time of oh reading it. So what makes you love it? So I really like how, like, pessimistic Tori is. I've already said this before, but she's just such a pessimist that it feels really fresh to be, like, from that point of view. I think she and Aristotle Mendoza from Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe, they're probably the best first-person narratives that I've read. They're not predictable, but it just feels really human. Anyway, so the solitaire plot... So basically, Tori goes to Higgs, and then, like, she has, like, only a few friends, and then this organization starts pulling these pranks, and the organization is called Solitaire, and you don't, and we don't find out, like, who's running it in the school until, um... Oh, the, until this the is when she's walking through the halls, and there's, like, post-its leading her... Yeah, the okay, post-its, okay, but, then, okay. but then the first the first prank is until, like, later in the book, mm-hmm. but, um, anyway... So are there dark forces afoot, or is no, it like no? Okay. It's not. It's not like supernatural. Even though I did really read a really weird like fan theory of the Netflix show, that was literally like the theory was that Tori is not real and that she's a figment of Charlie's imagination, and I was like, that's, that's the weirdest, so, stupidest theory I've I mean, ever heard. I think, but it speaks to the level of obsession that is not foreign to us. That people yeah. have with the show that you just like think about it all the time that you could just like go down like like endless <sighs> rabbit holes, right? What do you have to think about the show for you to come up with the idea that it's some sort of like 
I, paranormal. I mean, but look, Tori never interacts with anyone other than Charlie. Well, yeah. She's never in any scene other than when she's alone with Charlie. But in volume four of the graphic novels, she mm. and Nick interact. Okay. So. It's impossible. It's just fun. Like, people just want to be in the Heartstopper universe. For, they want to you know, be. Maybe they're coming up with these crazy fan theories while they're waiting for season two. Which apparently has started filming. Wait, they did? Did you they already start the filming? Did you see the, the um that Joe Locke posted a little quick quickie video of him and Sebastian and someone else in front of the Tory Fell? Dang it! We'll I haven't we'll been look, checking. I haven't been checking like the news. We'll, we'll look at it together. We'll look at it together. But anyways, oh, the last thing I saw was some YouTube video of Kit Connor talking about how excited he was to start filming season two. Well, apparently they're in Paris right now. And that was like a week ago. That's so cool. Yes. Kit Connor is also on the covers of all of these fashion magazines now. It should be Joe Locke. He has like, we'll see. But anyway. I mean, I think there were, there, there were, have you seen the interview of him like talking about like toxic masculinity? No. It was really interesting. Well, that is interesting. I'll look for it. How have you seen all these things? Isn't your Chromebook what do you only, think, what do you think I watch? Well, isn't your Chromebook only capable of like, Reaching safe YouTube? Isn't that what it's called? No. It just, the, the district restricts the stuff that has inappropriate stuff in it. Okay. Okay, anyway. Cut okay, so by the episode. end of Solitaire, are the mysteries solved? Yes. Um, so it's a standalone. I mean, it's it like connects it's to Heartstopper. It's pretty much a standalone. Mm. Yeah, everything in all her books, it all connects in, in one way or another. It reminds me of like the, um, in Heroes of Olympus, there's this one character, this like Aphrodite girl. No, she's this super obscure character. I think it starts with a T. She's in the King Chronicles. Mm-hmm. And what well, the next the next Riot book I'm probably gonna read is like the most recent one I read was Daughter of the Deep, which is like pretty mediocre for Rick Riordan. But like anyway. Wait, but I love how he does put all those things because doesn't Annabeth show up in um the first Magnus Chase? Yeah. Like, he- like, but that's because she and Magnus are cousins. Friends. But anyway, there's this girl, um, this is Aphrodite girl, and she shows up in the Cain Chronicles, and I was like, what? I like that. But it was interesting. Well, well before we go back to Alice Oseman, speaking of what Riordan you're going to read next, you read the first of the Riordan imprint of the young adult novels, or did you even finish it? Because I felt like I asked you about it, and you were really, really yeah, warm. I, <sighs> Ballad and Dagger. Did you I know finish it's it? New. No, I never finished it. Because like I started it and it was just a lot to take in. It I got bored and so I kind of like skimmed it, but then like it was too It's one of those books where if you don't read every single sentence really closely, then you can't understand what's happening. I mean, So was kinda, it just that you weren't in I kind of thought of it as like it would be a pleasure read. I didn't really expect it to be like something I would like actually put a ton of energy into. Like I don't know. I just I wasn't in love with it. I saw that Rorden posted something on social media about it being the 17th anniversary of the first Percy book. I've seen Isn't that. that wild? Yeah, but th- probably the next Riordan book I'm going to read is Percy Jackson because Disney Plus is making a new adaptation. Yeah. I love that idea. Which Just like starting right? from the very beginning. The casting again. for that was so perfect, though. Oh my gosh, so perfect. Well, you know, we talked about that a couple episodes ago, and I yeah. feel like we need to revisit it because this was before the casting came out about Annabeth. This was before like all that the was fan much reactions that. and Riordan's reactions to the fan reactions. Oh my right? gosh, the... um. So give us a recap of this drama that happened. Okay, so basically what happened was that on his blog, Rick Riordan posts the casting. And it's also on, like, a bunch of news stuff. But I always have that open. So, like, I check that regularly. Because it's, like, cute. There's, like, behind-the-scenes stuff and stuff. But, like, um, anyway, 
they cast it, they cast, whatever they call the casting directors or something, and obviously Rick himself was involved, um, they cast a person of color as Annabeth, and there was a lot of hate against that, and- Because so, she was blonde in the books, which she was implies in the white. Books, which implies white. Yeah. It's like that, um, J.K. Rowling thing, where they, you know with that play that they did? Mm-hmm. And, like- Annabeth was a person of color. Hermione. Hermione. Oh my gosh, I get them confused so much. I read someone, so many bad reviews of Percy Jackson, like saying it's mediocre Harry Potter, and that Annabeth is like a Hermione knockoff. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, not necessarily true. It is cool to have those characters. If either of them is, if any of them is cliche, it's Hermione. Hermione is a very cliche, like brainy girl character. And I'd like, go with a Penelope Bunce. Yeah. <laughs> Also, there are a lot of, like, Simon Snow, Penelope Bunce is so basic things. And I'm like, okay, just stop. Penelope Bunce is not the basic. Whole, yeah, she's not. The whole po- Also, it's the whole, po- the whole point of Simon Snow. I mean, it's not the whole point, but part of the point of Simon Snow is that the first book, at least, is sort of Harry Potter, except way, le- it's a way more diverse. Well, and, like, and I think it inclusive. was actually, like, on purpose. Like, Rainbow yeah. Lyle was commenting on Harry after, Potter. After the second and third one, after the first one, though, the second and third ones completely take off. They're not as much fantasy as they are, just, like, dramas. Yeah. I think like, you're so building, operas. what's that German word that we were talking about? Bildungsromans? Coming of age books? Yes. I think that's what they are. Wait, anyways, we've gotten so far afield. Okay, okay wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so we talked about Solitaire. So tell us the other Osman novels, and then we'll talk anyway, about Heartstopper. Anyway, um, so, no, because I'm doing Oh, wait, the, the Percy Jackson casting. We didn't get through, wait, the Annabeth stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so he, wait, wait let's Riordan, go back to Annabeth. Okay. Rick Riordan posted this huge, like, really long article on his blog, which was like, um, it was like, and there, the, basically the last... Um, sentence of it, which I think was like really prominent, and it was like, if, like the whole, the premise of Percy Jackson is that it's okay to be who you are without having to worry about what other people think, and if you and if you don't think that if you don't believe that by the time you've read the book, it doesn't matter how many times you read them, you didn't learn anything from them, which I think was a really prominent point. Uncle Rick, <laughs> don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I feel guilty about our... Con- Remember our conversation? We were talking about whether her blonde hair was going to be thick or thin or wavy yeah. or curly or straight. I and I'm like, like... And then I realized, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't and, matter. That, and Rick was just like, this person embodies the spirit of this character. I feel embarrassed every time I think about what I said I, I feel embarrassed, too. Also, I, I was thinking about what you said about Kit Connor the other day. Mm-hmm. And I realized that even if he is heterosexual, then it doesn't matter that he's tra- that he's not labeling his sexuality because he's just purposefully proving to the world and saying it's not is it's not okay that straight is everyone's default so there's all this stuff about queer baiting right now yeah, i'm nervous about that for you're nervous about the that fans but... okay. okay thanks for the eye roll makes it you know okay okay, okay. back to the osman universe okay so solitaire you now now what other what are the other novels Okay, so... Didn't she write Solitaire when she was, like, a teenager? Yeah, she was really young. That's wild. Okay, so what are her other... What are but, the like, other ones? anyway, we're going in chronolo- chronological order. Okay. The next one we are going to talk about is the Heartstopper graphic novel series. Okay, so, um, there's one thing I want to talk about before I continue, is that I saw... I, re- I watched an interview, and she was talking about how, um, she love to watch how her artwork had evolved and i agree everything is much more like fluid with her artwork now but 
if there's one thing that I would change is that the shape of Charlie's eyes are not okay now. So they were they changed after book two. He had these really pretty eye shapes in the in the in the first two graphic yeah. novels, but then somehow in the second one, it's just like these two slanted lines with tiny little circles, oh my and gosh. I'm just like. Mm. Wait, okay. I don't know we, how I feel about it anymore. Before we go further, because we have so much to dig into here, give and then, a very and then, broad overview. And then in the fourth one, towards mm-hmm. the end, his hair got all weird again. Like, he, <laughs> again? Had a, he had a really good haircut towards the beginning of the book, but then it's like, he, it got longish. That's really funny. And, I mean, Charlie's Charlie, and I love Charlie, but, like, it's not... I'm like, um, I don't love the haircut. Okay, before we go any further, just give very broad outlines of what Heartstopper's about. Then I have many, many questions for you. Okay. So, you don't, you don't, why don't you do it? Me? Yeah, you. Oh my gosh, okay. Also, you're so clearly passionate about it right now, you you might as well. Okay, pot calling the kettle black. And I have no shame in my passion. I think Heartstopper is so sweet and perfect. And I feel the same way about the Heartstopper show as I do about the Simon Snow trilogy and that these are examples of healthy relationships and healthy friendships and what burgeoning romance is like in a healthy way that I didn't have when I was a kid. And I just feel so yeah. lucky that this is the art that you're consuming because I feel like the the way these young people relate to each other and the way they work through their problems is just, it's just so amazing to me. Yeah, it's because our generation is so much better than your guys' is. I mean, I know you're saying that to poke at me, but I, I believe it. Unfortunately, you are holding the bag of, like, everything that our generation has messed up or ignored yeah, or done I watched, wrong. Yeah, I watched a video, mm-hmm. and it was, he was some, like, LGBT mental health person who was there on set to make sure that it was a healthy and safe environment for the whole cast That's and, so like, the cool. crew and stuff. So, anyway, he was saying that... He's glad that a Heartstopper exists and this show like that exists because if you're a kid and that's who you are, if you don't see stuff like that when you're a kid, then you don't think you could have it. Well, absolutely. And you and I have talked about representation so much, not just in on the screen, but in books, too, which is why the Rick Riordan imprint is so important. Yeah. And just choosing choosing all kinds of diverse books is so important. Yeah. Also, um... Okay, so can I start with what my favorite things about Heartstopper is, and then you can say the plot, and then you can ask your questions. So, okay, okay. so my favorite things about Heartstopper is that I like that Charlie... I mean, I can understand Nick's coming out moment, and that was really special. And, like, have you seen, like, how, how many people have, like, used that to come out to their own parents? Amazing. But, like, um... I'm kind of glad that Charlie didn't have a coming out moment. I'm so glad that it doesn't make it doesn't make such a huge deal... Of everything, it's not like oh, Charlie's gay. It mm-hmm. doesn't. It doesn't. It just. It just is. It just is. I feel similarly about Which Elle's is, gender I like identity. I like yeah, because like not everything about being different has to be about the pain and horribleness of I ho- being different. I hope there's <laughs> so. I hope there's so much more of Elle in the next season because yeah. she's such a great character, yeah. and Yasmin Finney is such an amazing actress. Yeah. But I think the way they treat her character, it's like what you said, like. It barely talks about it. It just is. And that's great. And, like, it's... I think that that's really valuable. Okay. The plot of Heartstopper. I I think I would call it coming of age. Coming of age. I don't think that Nick and Charlie's relationship is the main thing of the story. I mean, I think... I think everyone treats it like it is, and it sort of is. But I think the main conflict in the story is themselves. Yeah. And the other character, like, everyone coming of age and, like, all the connections between them and how they all are relating to each other and stuff. Uh Okay, so my big question. We have talked 
innumerable times about how books are like 99% of the time so much better than the movies or the shows that are Honestly, based on them. I think this I think the show might have been like as as good as the comic this time, which I'm really happy about. I honestly wish I'd read the comics first. And I feel like I would have if I've known about them sooner. I have to say, Allegra, I do love the comics, but I really think the show is just... It is perfection. It's perfection. You know, you know that review that I saw where it was like, I'm giving Heartstopper three stars because the sports day high jump was so unrealistic it was only three meters high and i was like that's funny um just i actually do not remember which what order the other alice Osman novels came out so i'm gonna start with the heartstopper novellas okay which are nick and charlie and this winner i'm gonna start with nick and charlie okay so nick and charlie starts off on a bit it's kind of like the simon and baz situation like um sort of it's like literally the subtitle is this is literally a love story it's like later relationship struggles simon and bad there's this whole thing obviously they make up at the end but like it's just really about how their relationship isn't perfect and then like how they can fix it and stuff mm-hmm. because the whole point is that nick's going off to college and charlie's a year younger than him so mm. he yeah he's basically being left alone mm-hmm. and yeah, there's this whole argument, but I don't want to spoil anything because it's a very short, obviously it's a novella. So anyway, This Winter is about, it's kind of like mental health, the way Charlie deals with his family, and it's from the perspective of the three spring children, Tori, Wait, Charlie, and Oliver. I forgot, I always forget about Oliver. Oliver, everyone forgets about Oliver. <laughs> okay, for those of you who don't know, Oliver is a seven-year-old brother of Charlie and Tori, he was not included in the show because, as Alice said, the cast is big enough already. Okay, now I'm going to talk about my favorite Osman novels. So I'm going to start with, in order of my preference, because I can't remember when they came out, honestly, so much for chronological order. But, okay. um, so I'm going to start with my favorite one, other than Solitaire, is Radio Silence. Which is about Alad, who in the graphic novel series is Charlie's best friend. Well, his second best friend, except for Tao. I love Tao. He's really relatable. But, like, um... Wait, so this person doesn't exist in the show? He does, in the form of Isaac. But they couldn't... Oh. But she wanted to respect his storyline in Radio Sounds, so she didn't include him. Anyway, it's from the perspective of a new character named francis and i really hate that name but i really love this character so i'm gonna let it slide (laughs) like i just don't like the name francis i mean i love how like gender neutral it is aside from like a lot of other names but other than that i just don't like how it sounds (laughs) anyway so it's about francis and she has a really close friendship with alid and okay so i have like um art um that alice osman did of francis and alid and I was at swim practice. No, it wasn't swim practice. I was somewhere doing something. And one of my friends was like, oh my gosh, are they boyfriend and girlfriend from the sticker that I have of Francis and Alid on my Kindle? And I was like ready to punch them. I was like, no, <laughs> do not ship them. Because they make such best friends. And honestly, I kind of wish that in the show, Tao and Al could 
have like not gotten into like a sort of relationship because well, I think they were just like laying the ground like there was just that hints laying right? the groundwork but honestly their friendship was so good in the in the Such in the graphic a sweet novel friendship well in the graphic novel it's not as explored but they have a really strong friendship in the show and so I kind of wish that they kind of just like kept it at that yeah but like um yeah okay so radio silence radio silence and so basically, Alan has a podcast, and Francis is fav- Francis' favorite podcast, but she doesn't know that it's his podcast, and so she finds out and um, that it's his podcast because they're drunk, and they just came back from a bar because... What? Wait, how old? I thought these were kids... I thought these characters were in high school. I know. I mean, I do think that drinking age varies in different parts of the world. Well, yeah, but, you know, teenage drinking isn't very uncommon. I know. I know. It's, like, actually much more common than you'd think. It's, no, I know. It's quite common and it's quite dangerous. Yeah. Anyway, that's not really the point of our conversation. Okay, yeah, we'll have that conversation um, not on the podcast. Okay, there's one more before Loveless, which is actually my least favorite, but um, there's one more called I Was Born For This, which is literally a Don't Meet Your Idols interpretation of a book. And also... Um, Wait, is this the one that's about a boy band? Yeah. It's... Okay, I, mean, I know how I, just... the, I know how this sounds, but it's actually really good, and it's, and I mean, it's Alicism, so you know it's gonna be good. But like, um, anyway. Well, no, I'm also into boy bands. Not only the '90s boy bands whose music was superior, but as a sociological construct, yes. let it be known that my daughter, you, asked me the other day if Vampire Weekend is a boy band. She cut this out. Let it be known. Okay. It's like, um. It's from the perspective of two characters. One is Angel. Angel, I can't remember what her last name is. And she is a huge fan of the Ark, so she goes to London and meets her friend Juliet, who that's the first time they've met in person um, there, and they to watch the boy band um, have like a concert or something. And then the other point of view is from Jimmy. I, I remember not liking that name at first, but wonderful character so okay so jimmy is one of the members of the arc which is the boy band's name and he is like the lead singer i think and other members of the arc are rowan and lister i saw a mini comic once of nick and charlie that um alice has made of nick and charlie debating over which arc member was their favorite you would think that charlie's favorite was jimmy but no it was rowan yeah, it's really about how, like, things happen and, like, it's not as easy for the arc as it seems to be. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are facing, like, anxiety and stuff. Well, because they're young people, Especially right? Jimmy, they- since mm-hmm. he just, like, just got outed as trans by one of the other bandmates on accident. It was an accident, though, and Lister is, like, so funny as a character, so... So is that that's the one you read last, or that's the, your least favorite? Sorry, I can't no, remember. No, my if least we're going... favorite is Loveless. Oh, okay. Um, Loveless was okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an Osman book, so you know it's gonna be good. I actually thought it would be. I had really high hopes for this one because um I thought it would be really good because um Alice Osman um who by the way pronouns are they them and she her um ha- is also Airways. For those of you who don't know, that's aromantic, asexual. And so I thought it would come from, it would be really, really heartfelt. But honestly, I just, the main character I didn't love. 
Georgia is her name. Mm-hmm. But there is this one character, and her name was so amazing, and it was spelled in such a satisfying way. Her name was Rooney. How's it's it R-O-O-N-E-Y. That is extremely and I was satisfying. Like, this is the most satisfying name ever. That is a great name. And I was like, yes. And <laughs> but like, um. Well, do you think she has any other books in the works or is she sort of I saw that she's pausing on Heartstopper just because it's Wait, been so is? overwhelming because Oh because she's, like, she's pausing and working on it? Yeah, just there's just be been so much going on. No, maybe no, I think it's already slated. Oh. Like, the yearbooks is coming out, volume five's coming volume, out. Volume but I think five, she put yeah. pause on the web stuff. Like she's just there's yeah. just a lot going on for her. Because but she and, and she used to pu- and she used to update that like twice a month. So yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. I don't think she has like a creative team or anything. So um anyway. Anyway, the point is that bu- of that book is basically Georgia coming to terms that she is an asexual and the fact that she's a romantic, two separate words, um, that um, she's like a romantic person in general, it, it was really hard for her to accept that and she didn't want to be that that person. So I think that was pretty realistic in the way that she portrayed that. But I don't know. I just didn't love the book and the characters as much as I thought I would. And I don't know. It just wasn't... The characters weren't... And relatable enough for me. I don't know. You can't have everything. So, um, I have everything. Anyway, can we talk about the show now? Oh my gosh. It is. Okay, so my dear friend and her son, who we sent the stickers to, she and I were texting about it. And we were like, it's just so perfect and sweet. It's like looking at the sun. Like, this was after I'd watched it once. I watched it like the day it came out. It, and, I, and I'm like, no, I can't I watch it again. At the sun because if you, if you were looking at the sun, it's, not, it's just not. It's too nice. Okay. Okay. So it's not My, a perfect simile, okay, but what I'm trying to no, pause no, this. No. Um, but like anyway. Anyway, so I mean it's not a perfect simile, but what I meant by that, what my friend and I meant by that, is that something some things are just so painfully sweet and good that it's hard to consume again, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, how, so how many times have you watched it? Three. No, more than that. I'm do you watch it all I, the way I, through, I or watched... do you, like, go to favorite parts? I go to my favorite parts. My favorite episodes are the Snow Day one. I can't remember what that one's called. But the Snow Day one's really nice. The party one makes me cringe every time because of just how socially painful it is. And, like, especially that last scene, I was like, Charlie. And then... I like the fourth episode. I don't even know if that's the same one. No, it's it's no, that's not. It's um secret. That's 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 a really good. That one. one's painful. That too. one's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like one of my favorite episodes. And I was like girls in the last one, the girls one because it has it, they go to the milkshake cafe in that one, and that one's a really that fun. scene is super cute. I feel like I read recently that. You know how the the um the Oscars are like the awards for movies? Yeah. There's one for TV the called the Emmys and that they're creating a new category. Yeah, they're creating a new category and that's what Heartstopper's in. I, yeah, like I was like, and youth I was something. like I don't know if Heartstopper it's too- I mean, you're a child. I'm a child. I mean, but I'm not you know, a child. Your father, your papa and I barely like we're like you are just barely old enough to watch it. Uh, I don't think that's true. Really? Love Victor is a bit more mature than that. Well, and your school counselor suggested that you watch Love Victor? Well, my school counselor knows me. What do you expect? Who do you think I am? <laughs> I'm not my school counselor. Well, guess what? You weren't the one who recommended Love Victor to me, were you? Well, I will forever get the credit for recommending Heartstopper two days after it was Well, released. I would have known about it anyway. Okay. Bye. Real quick, because we have gone on longer than we intended... Just stepping away from Osman for a minute. I know that you mentioned a few other books that you've just happened to read lately. Mm, 
to the rest live. of us just live here the rest of us just live here it what wasn't was that? as good as this guy's other book i can't remember who it was who the author was what's the like other patrick book? something i think uh-huh. um it was patrick ness oh okay but like he wrote a different he wrote a different book i don't remember what it's called it was about this kid who like dies but then like he realized that he didn't die and that the world is really just like um I mean, it's kind of a basic theory, but, like, um, the world is really just, like, online. That sounds good. It, it was so good. I don't know if I'll read more of him, though. Okay. That book's got a little tedious. And, like, there was so much of it. I mean, clearly he's smart if he's gonna write, like, if it's so much. Like, it's just a lot to read. Mm-hmm. Not, like, because the books are long, but it's just a lot. Just like, coming straight at you. And, like, I feel like it moves really fast. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's kind of hard to keep up. What else? Oh, you've been reading Far From the Tree, right? Yeah. How's that? It, it, it's good. It's not my favorite book, but it's, like, pretty good. Anything else lately? Um. Well, I think we had a lot of fun with our spice drops, and now we're tired, so... I only ate two. Oh. So I had a lot of fun with your spice drops, and now I'm tired. So let's wrap up. Okay. Okay, this has been episode um 34 you can visit Alice Oseman, pronouns they, them, and she, her, at her website. But yeah, thank you for listening. And if you have Netflix, please watch Heartstopper because it's so good. Yeah. It's TV14, so please consult your parents. Happy Pride Month, y'all. Also, um, just another heads up. I already said this, but um, I will be changing my podcast name and logo because I did I did um, make up the name and po- the name and logo when I was like eight, so. I just, I don't really like it anymore, so stay tuned. Peace and happy reading. Bye.